This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Did you ever notice that narcissists have a cycle? A cycle sometimes of leaving and returning, sometimes even down to the day or the month. Do they have a cycle of how they actually treat or interact with you or different people? Sometimes you'll see a cycle that happens, like not even just person to person, but throughout their entire life. An inevitable cycle that keeps happening over and over and over again. Do you know what those are? Well, I want to dive in today and be able to talk to you about the cycle that happens, the three stages that narcissists go through when they're interacting with you. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all different aspects. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the different platforms under Raw Motivations. Follow us for more. We have like small little nuggets of truth we drop every single day, the longer videos that we drop on YouTube and also on the podcast every single day as well. So check those out. If you want to hear from the wife's perspective, check out our podcast, Trauma, Drama, and Life. If you're new and you haven't had a chance to be able to get an idea of journaling, feel free to check out the journal that we have on Amazon and also in the link in the bio from Fantasy to Reality. It's got over 100 prompts in it to start having you question what has actually gone on and the reality that you're living in. Is that currently a fantasy or is that actually truth that you're experiencing. So check that out. We'd love to have you involved with the NARC app. You can go to narcapp.com for courses and community and encouragement for people who are going through the same thing that you're going through. Also, we just released a little while ago our Clarity Challenge. It is a 45-day Clarity Challenge. It is an intensive. It's intense because you're supposed to go into that with an idea of saying, hey, I'm in or I'm getting out of a toxic relationship and I need to find clarity. And we want to offer a framework to be able to guide you to that and to be able to help you not just in those 45 days, but set up a pattern of habits that help you get clarity throughout the rest of your life. You can go to claritychallenge.net to be able to check that out. If you want to talk to me or interact with me or work on coaching or one-on-one or anything like that, go to rawmotivation.com for all the other stuff we offer. Anyways, so diving in, what are the patterns? What are the cycles that we see in narcissistic relationships? You know, oftentimes narcissists, they do follow a pattern. Okay, they follow the same pattern over and over and over again with the, with this person, with a different person, anything like that. And typically, what happens is they use the same exact style but they change the mass depending on the person. So like they might have the same way of going about it, but for another person, they're going to change and tweak different things of it looks a little bit different. They act a little bit different. They respond a little bit different and you're left kind of scratching your head like, wait a second, is that actually, why, why, you know, and you get confused. But a lot of times what's happening is they're doing the same cycle, just a different mask, okay? Sometimes the behavior is consistent with each person with a little variation. You know, sometimes there'll be big variations. Sometimes there'll be little. Um, We're not talking about other times when the cycle doesn't completely happen, like transitional supply or anything like that, because they normally get shortchanged with at least one of the phases. But that's kind of, that's a whole other thing. You can watch a video on that later. Okay. So typically there's three stages to narcissistic abuse that perpetuates this cycle that's actually happening. The first one is the idealization stage. Okay, this starts off with the great connection, like so intense, like they love you so much and it comes into love bombing. 
So love bombing is the idea of giving a person overt praise, lots of gifts, like going the full length of the measure. They don't do anything halfway, but everything is like over the top to make you feel like the best and, and the best thing ever in their relationship, that they're madly in love with you. But it's all for the purpose of manipulation and keeping you stuck in that relationship. What it does is it, cre it creates intense relationships. And it, it creates these intense connections that you're like, wow, we've known each other for a, a day and we're just like soulmates or we've known each other for a week and we're getting married. And the whole aspect of it is it moves typically very, very fast. See, what's happening in the idealization stage is they're building a pedestal. They're building a pedestal built on the compliments that they give to you and they're placing you on each higher tier as they continue to build it. And as they continue to build you up and up and up, you start to feel like, wow, like I'm the best person ever because how this person's treating me. It often happens very quickly. It often happens very fast. It goes for the first day, like you're together. You know, for the first day, you're in love or they say the word they love or, you know, you're talking about marriage within the first week or you've already moved in together after five days. Like there's a lot of things that happen super fast. And a lot of people are like, whoa, like I didn't realize it happened that fast. And they think back and like, yeah, it actually did. They'll give you gifts. They'll give you compliments to make you think that they're attracted to you and to lock you in. And you start to notice like subtle little hints when they start to guilt trip you for spending time with other people. Because in the idealization phase, you should be spending like all the time together. Comes in different flavors, just trying to give you an idea. Okay. But the idea is it feels like it's the best ever. Sometimes you'll see it in the relationship in the workplace. Maybe you have a narcissistic boss and it feels like it's the best ever. And they give lots of hints of raises or like something will happen. And, you know, something will happen with promotion and all these things. And then nothing actually comes to fruition. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. The idealization phase, love bombing, putting you up on a pedestal, like, yes, you're the best person ever. Then we step into the devaluation stage. Sometimes people call it the depreciation stage because in that moment, your worth has been depreciated from the narcissist. Like you no longer matter as much. You no longer count as much worth as what they thought that you were worth to start off with. They're like, no, like you're actually human. I don't really care for you anymore. Like, no, like you actually did this. So like all of a sudden you see it starts to switch. Sometimes it's overt and it switches super fast. And you're like, one day they loved me, the next day they hated me. Like oftentimes we'll have a person that gets wooed all the way up to marriage. They get married and wedding night, they turn into a monster because it's completely different at that point because the chase is over. And as a result, they'll switch the black and white thinking. You're either all good or you're all bad. There's no in between. You don't have any room for error. You either mess up or you do it perfectly. It, there's, no, there's no way to be in between. And so oftentimes it'll go into the aspect of like, wait a second, like we had a great relationship. And the nurse is like, no, I don't remember that at all. It's been awful because they just flip the switch. And it's almost like you view life of like, now all I see is just the bad moments. They went from the idealization of seeing all the good moments to flip the switch. Now all I see is the bad moments. That's all that exists. And it makes it very confusing for a lot of people. But that, that overt aspect of it just switching really fast 
oftentimes this does happen. Sometimes this will be when you stand up to the narcissist. Sometimes it'll be when you say like, I know my worth, like this isn't right. So when you call them out, when you hold them accountable, when you say no, whew, yeah, a lot of that happens at that moment. Okay. But then other times the devaluation stage starts very subtle. Well, especially when we talk about covert narcissists, you can find more videos that I have on that. But they'll start off with subtle hints, with passive aggressiveness, and the idea is to start to produce small insecurities in the other person that makes them start to feel bad about themselves, make them start to wonder what they're doing wrong, all these different things. And they'll come in different ways. Sometimes it'll be like the backhanded compliments that they give. Sometimes it'll be like criticizing, you know, criticism for different aspects of what they've done, or maybe excuses for their behavior. Maybe they start to name call you. Maybe they start to ridicule you. Maybe they start to compare you to another person. But then laugh it off when you start to get upset about it. This is typically in the devaluation stage when you start to see the gaslighting start up. Not just the idea of like lying, but taking it a step further where they're confusing you about the reality that you're actually believing. They're confusing you at times to make you even think that you're the abusive one and that it's not them. As you get into this devaluation stage, what they're doing is they're either as a covert slowly taking pieces of that pedestal off or maybe as an overt swiping that pedestal to the side and you fall down. You're like, how do I get back up on that pedestal? You're never going to get back up on it because they've taken it away. They've destroyed it. And now everything is like, wow, like you're pretty awful because you're not the person I thought you were that I built you up to, fe to feel and to be. And then we get to the discard. The third stage is the discard stage. Oftentimes, this is where they either leave you or they make your life hell so that you leave them. There's not really an option here. They're either going to make your life awful or they're going to go ahead and just walk out of your life. Sometimes this will be where they switch and they become angry at you for no reason at all. They push you away. They say that you're the one that's cheating. So then therefore I'm done. Like they'll make up anything they can to have a reason to walk away. Then they walk away. Sometimes it'll be the aspect of where it's almost like a slow fade because they're discarding you mentally and emotionally, but they stick around because either they still control you or they don't want to deal with lawyers or they don't want to deal with the money or they don't want to deal with the image in certain aspects. They can pretend to still have this relationship or still be with this person and go do whatever they want to do. So a lot of times we'll see it happen in different aspects and in different phases. The hard part is the aspect of like them like being in there and being in that relationship and then discarding, like pushing you away and you're left with a lot of confusing thoughts of like, what do I actually do? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to be able to heal or like work through this? Because they've made it so confusing. They've pumped you up, they've started to tear you down and then they've left you a lot of times to go towards another person. Oftentimes they'll go to another person and it'll seem like they're just void of any empathy to the destruction that they left behind because they've walked away from you and they don't look like they care at all. The newsflash for a lot of people that they don't like to hear is the narcissist didn't care at all. And that's the hard piece to be able to process and take that radical honesty to fruition of like, yeah, no, they actually didn't care and I need to acknowledge that. If you're with a narcissist today, are you in one of these stages? Maybe you're in the love bombing. Maybe they're passive aggressively starting to come at you or gaslight you. Maybe they're making your life hell. Maybe they've already left. You're typically in one of these stages. I'll be very careful if you can identify which stage you're in to make sure you're taking a good assessment of what's happening and be able to get out. Some of these stages might look different for different people and different types. If you're a transitional supply, this, this is going to look different. 
And maybe if you're dealing with a covert narcissist, this might be more gradual or a closet narcissist. There might be different aspects that are going to be different depending on the person you're with, but it still boils down to the same idea. Pump you up, pull you down, get rid of you for someone else that's new.